Welcome to The Money Spot, the show where we answer your money questions. I'm your host, Heather Katsonga Woodward, and in this week's episode, we have a question from Rena. She's interested in how she spends her money relative to other people. But let's let her ask the question. Hi, Heather. My name is Rena. I'd like to know what my spending looks like relative to the average person. Can you do a blog post or podcast episode on that, please? Thanks. Great question, Rena. At some point, everyone wonders, how do other people spend their money? Do I spend much more money on food or eating out or rent than other people? It's a question we all wonder at least about one category of expenses, if not all of them. Well, we keep pretty good records of this in the UK. So this is what I found out from the Office of National Statistics website. And from here on out, I'm just going to call them the ONS instead of the Office for National Statistics. Such a mouthful. There are a ton of numbers in this episode. So I will try to speak slowly and the interesting bits I will highlight. And obviously, you're not trying to memorize these numbers. You're just trying to kind of want to compare them to how you spend. And I have just recently published my notes to debt freedom. And if you've worked through your expenses in that, you will have it fresh in your mind what you spend. And this just gives you a benchmark. And in some sense, it will let you know if you're spending a lot in a category where you didn't think you were spending that much, that you can actually cut back. So the numbers on spending can change a fair amount from one year to the next. The ONS releases a report of the UK's household spending every single year. And for 2015-16, the average household spent 530 per week. In 2016-17, it moved up to about 537 per week. So not a huge increase, just £7 per week more. And in 2017-18, despite all the Brexit drama, it shot up to 573 per week. That is the highest it's been since 2005, which is pre-2008 crisis. This 573 per week translates to just under 2,500 a month per household. Basically, if your household spends more than 2,500 per month, before accounting for the portion of your mortgage that pays off the debt, then you spend more than the average household. But of course, your household may be bigger than the average household. Average household size in the UK has remained at 2.4 people for over a decade now, so it's pretty stable. This rate of spending translates to about 29,800 a year, but median household income was about 29,000 in the financial year ending 2018. So spending slightly outstripped earning, which is no mega news at all. No news there. An interesting factor about spending is that it can frequently bear little relation to earnings. So some people spending this 29,800 per year will be relatively well off and could spend more but they choose to live well beneath their means. And some people spending at this level will be persistently spending more than they earn by taking on debts, such as 
by renting cars via lease agreements or by buying them through higher purchase agreements, which is just a loan by a different name, and so on. Three notes you should keep in mind for the categories I'm about to reel out. I'm going to round numbers up to the next pound for simplicity. Nobody's got time for pennies, okay? And to get per month figures from the weekly figures, I just multiply by 52 and divide by 12. I don't just multiply by four because obviously they're 52 weeks in a year. So if you want a more accurate number for your month, times 52 divide by 12. Most importantly, note that these figures don't include mortgage capital repayments, only the interest portion of a mortgage payment. I found that a little strange too, but hey ho. To get this out the way, note that the average weekly mortgage payment by people who have mortgages rather than renters, obviously, is about £157 in the financial year ending 2018 and accounting for about 13% of all mortgage holders' expenditure. This amounts to just under £680 a month. So the average household is paying off the, the actual amount of the mortgage that they owe money on, so not interest, by about 680 per month. And I'll just sidebar here and define what a financial year is in the UK. So when you hear me saying the financial year ending, I'm talking about the year ending in third, on 31 March, because our UK financial year starts on 1 April and ends on 31 March. So the financial year ending 31 March 2018 is 31 March 2018, not December. And this, by the way, is different to the tax year, which runs from 6 April to 5 April, but that's a whole different drama. Let's just focus on the financial year. In the financial year 2018, these were the top four categories that people spent their money on, and it's in order of how important this category was. Transport was the first, followed by housing, then fuel and power, excluding mortgages, recreation and culture, and those were the highest average weekly expenditure categories in the UK. So I'll take each in turn and tell you how much we're spending in each one of these categories. Transport. So in the year ending 2018, average household spent £81 a week on transport. That's about 350 per month compared to what you spend. I'll tell you a bit about how we spend because we don't use public transport. We both drive. We generally budget a maximum of 200 per month for fuel. This would cover probably about 140, 150 for just going to work and another 50 for, you know, weekend trips. And I pay a hundred pounds to park at work. Seems like a whole lot. So we kind of spending slightly less than this number, but hey, it's an interesting number. Housing. The average UK household spent 217 a month on housing. And if you deduct housing benefit and related allowances, this was 156 a month. This is a very tiny number, so I'm not really quite sure what they're calling housing. It's too low to be the interest portion of a mortgage, in my opinion. But added to the housing figure, there is the utility costs per month, which for electricity, gas, and other fuels was just under £100. For water was roughly £40. 
and for maintenance and household repairs, this is just basic maintenance, was £36. And the household category or housing category in total summed to about 330 per month. So excluding your capital repayments on your mortgage, you should be spending, if you're the average household, about 330 per month on electric, gas, other fuel, water, and basic maintenance. This is the second category. So we've done transport and we've done housing. What about food? Food is the one I wonder about the most. In 2017-18, the amount an average household spent on all food and drink, including alcoholic drinks and food eaten out in restaurants, etc., was £45 per week. Doesn't sound too bad. Household food and non-alcoholic drink purchases formed the largest portion of this £45 per week, and there were about £28 per person per week. And by, by the way, that £45 is £45 per person per week, not per household. Only £4 was spent on household alcohol per person per week, on average. Seems quite tiny. Food and non-alcoholic drinks purchases eaten outside the home were about £11 per person per week, which implies, and I actually didn't do this calculation, but I can quickly do it, but you're only spending about £50 on food and non-alcoholic, £50 eating out budget. That's what we currently spend. And I used to think, well, I've been thinking this is tiny relative to what we used to spend. So if you're spending £50 a month on eating out, you know, down the kebab shop, etc. Oh no, this is per head. The £50 I'm talking about that we've been spending has been for all four of us for the household. So for a household of two adults and two children, who I will count as one household, if you eating out budgets would be about 150 per week. Anyway, moving swiftly along. On average, households spent about 11% of their income on food, but this rose to about 15% for the poorest households, for the poorest 20% of households. What this says to me is that if you're a teetotal household of two grown children aged 18 plus and two parents, you can expect to be spending about £153 a week on food and drink at home and in restaurants. That's about 660 per month. Alcohol consumption increases the 660 per month for your household to about 785 per month. So alcohol adds about 125 pounds per month to our four-person household of two grown children and two parents. Really interesting, these stats suggest that our family should be spending about 660 per month, but we frequently spend about half of this. The only month we spent close to this is December. And I use an app called Money Dashboard to track my budget for food. And in December, we spent 661 on food before eating out. And that's scarily close to the 660 per month. We spent an extra 100 in total for the household. So that brings it up to about 760. So we did spend more. But in the average month, we are spending less, which I am very happy about. Outside of this mega month, we've spent about 200 per month in our cheapest month and about 330 per month in the highest month outside of December. And our food spend includes basic personal care stuff like roll-ons and body wash, which the ONS food spend number does not include. Anyway, 
Here on out, I'm not going to say that much about myself, I hope. But moving on, if you are a teetotal average couple with no kids, you should be spending or you're spending, according to the median or average, about 76 pounds per week on food at home and eating out. That's about 330 per month, increasing to close to 400 per month if you buy alcohol. Not a huge increase, an extra 70. If you have two children, I'd count them as one, and you should expect to spend 115 pounds a week on food and drink at home and in restaurants, and that's about 500 per month. This increases to about 590 per month if you spend money on alcohol. Hmm, very interesting food category. And moving to the fourth category of recreation and culture, you know you're living in a privileged country when recreation and culture can fall into the top four spending categories. In fact, recreation and culture was the highest spending category for households in the Northeast and Scotland, where it made up 16% and 14% of their spending, respectively. This was apparently driven by a few different factors, such as lower spending on transport and housing. Wanna live, live cheap, low mortgage, move to the Northeast or to Scotland. Now, rather than give you a narrative of each category, I will recommend you look at the table that I've compiled for you using the pretty awesome ONS website, and you can see how the UK is spending. And I'm calling the ONS website pretty awesome, not because they're paying me, because there was a little table there that allowed you to see the high-level spending categories. And if you wanted to know more detail, you could click a square and it showed you using an icon what the biggest spend was in each category. Like it was all visual rather than numbery. But it's a nice nifty little table and I'll drill down on a couple of things. I'll give you monthly expenses and sometimes annual expenses. So mortgage repayments we've already covered to pay down the mortgage, not the interest, the actual mortgage. 680 per month is being spent. And this is actually higher than what the average renter is spending, which is about 470 per month. But of course, that 470 per month disappears and they'll never see it again. Whereas if your house at least maintains its value, that's 680 you're putting into your house every month, you will get back. When it comes to transport, the average household spent only 1,500 pounds on the purchase of vehicles, a further 1,700 pounds on operating personal vehicles, and a grand on public transport. Hmm. Now, if we move to housing net of fuel, and by the way, all these transport-related things which I just talked about, that's about four grand, 4,200 per year. Housing, net of fuel, and power. So rentals, net of benefits. I'm assuming that category I talked about earlier, which was one for 56 per month, is the equivalent of rent. No, no, that doesn't make any sense because we've already talked about how rent was about, you know, 470 per month. I don't know what this housing number really is, but the annual expenditure on housing which includes maintenance, gas, electricity, other fuel, water, is about four grand. The UK is spending only 700 per year in charity and cash gifts. Actually, that's a big amount for a household with, which is spending 29,800. I mean, it's not the 10% that they 
recommend that you give a church, but I am judging. I don't give quite that much either. It's about 2.4%. So about 2.4% of spending is on charity and cash gifts. Mortgage interest and council payments made up almost just over £2,400 per year. Holiday spending. The average household is spending about £650 in a year on holiday spending. Hmm, at least that is lower than what we're giving to charity. Very interesting. We've covered food and alcohol. Recreation. We are spending 1400 per annum on package holidays. The average household is spending 1400 a year on package holidays. And a further 365 on TV and other video subscriptions. We're spending about 280 on books per year. That's per year. The 365 on TV was also per year. The TV is about 30 pounds per month. And newspapers and books is about 23, 24 per month. We're spending only 13 pounds a month on cinema, theater, and museums. People, we need to get some culture up in here. Only £160 per year on cinema, theatre and museums? We can do better. Other recreation, including photo-related stuff, costs us 1700 a year. I guess photos will be a small portion of this. But that's quite a large number for a 29800 expense. Household goods. So if you sum up furniture, carpets, flooring... Routine household maintenance, household appliances, tools and equipment, household textiles, which I found out includes bed linen towels, cushion covers, curtains, crockery, cutlery. We're spending about 2100 a year. Just on household textiles, so your bed linens, etc. We're spending about 115 a year. Hmm. And furniture, we're spending almost 1200 a year on furniture, carpets and flooring. Where are you getting your furniture, y'all? I'm not even ashamed to admit this, but I have two sofas in my house and one of them cost me 20 pounds from a charity shop. So if you are stretched financially, you can think out of the box, plow through the charity shops in wealthy areas and you can buy a pretty good piece of furniture. Miscellaneous categories. Personal care, we're spending on about 650 per household per year. I guess that'll include things like your nails, your foot massages, and other basics like roll-on, body wash. On banking fees and moving house, we're spending about 300 a year. Childcare-related stuff was surprisingly low, maybe because the single households distort this figure, but childcare-related is about 230 pounds per year per household. Internet is about 16 pounds a month, which translates to about 200 a year. How much are you spending on your internet? Household phones are costing us about 60 pounds per month or 730 a year. This is per household, not per person. We have great a great national health service. So unsurprisingly, the amount that we're spending on hospital or medical stuff is about £30 per household per month, which is about 360 per year. And we're spending almost 1000 on insurances, all different types of insurances. 
costing us a thousand a month. On education, again, we have a pretty good free education and educational fees, including secondary and nursery, and I think probably not including university, is only a total of about 450 per year. All interesting stuff. I hope I haven't bored you with the plethora of numbers. And I found it quite interesting after this to think about how people spend their time. So I spent some dedicated time on the top things people spend money on to figure just how much each person is spending from a variety of sources as well. So before I went, I go on to how we spend our time. One of the sources I stumbled on was the results of a survey carried out by powershop.co.uk on 2000 people. And these were the interesting findings that they had. The findings of the survey included that 23% of households have a running direct debit for something they don't use or need at all. That's almost a quarter of households having money taken out of their account every single month for something that they just don't use. Like this could be anything from gym memberships to a subscription to a streaming service such as Netflix. So if you want to save money like immediately, look at how you are spending money on things that you don't use via direct debits. The PowerShop survey also found that 20% of households delay switching energy suppliers, even though it could save them up to 300 each year. I use a service called lookaftermybills.com and I think you should try them out because I don't have to do the searching anymore. What I did was put how much electricity and gas we used in the last year and they found me the best deal. And going forward, they just move you whenever they find a better deal. If your usage stats change, you can just update them with those and they'll continue finding you the best deal. I am not being paid to plug them, FYI. This is just something I'm recommending because I use them and I have benefited from them. So how are people spending their time? Well, I found it interesting, as I've just said, to look up stats, to find out how the average person spends their time because time is money. And this is very closely related to the question on how people spend their money. I found it extra interesting because I always wonder how everyone watches so much more TV than I do. Like, what am I doing wrong? There's so many things I want to watch, but so little time. For the UK, roughly 36% of time is spent working and commuting. No surprises there. 28% of time is spent sleeping. 24% of time is spent undertaking leisure or personal care activities. That's a lot of time. We are spending a quarter of our time on leisure and personal care. So if you wanted a side hustle, it seems like if you are the average household, there is lots of potential. 12.5% of time is spent on unpaid work and miscellaneous tasks. I suppose this includes stuff like cleaning your home. So according to the stats that I found on a very random website called mattressonline.co.uk, 5.8 hours a day is spent on leisure and personal care. That's almost six hours a day. But this masks a gender discrepancy because the average man has half an hour more free time than the average woman. They have 6.1 hours versus our five and a half hours. This makes me slightly angry for the average woman. I'm probably quite well off here because the good husband does take on more than his fair share of work. Love you, good husband. 
the average American has about an hour less leisure time than the average Briton, and they have about five hours per day of free time. Again, American men spend more time engaged in leisure activities. So 5.8 hours for American men and only 5.1 hours for American women. No surprises here. And the top five leisure activities, if you're wondering, are TV, music and reading, sports and outdoor pursuits, eating out, socializing and nights out, uh, fourth, and relaxing activities like hobby crafts. So there you have it. I wanted to find out how much time we have free per day to see how much time people could dedicate to earning a little bit more money by, you know, I don't know, even monetizing a skill they've got, creating online content, whatever it is. And it seems like there is capacity. So I've talked enough and now I am going to summarize the key takeaways. Here are our key takeaways. One, look at how much the average household spends on different categories to help you figure out where you can cut back. Why don't you look at the related resources? There's a blog link and you'll be more able to clearly see what the different categories are and how much different, well, the average household is spending on each category. Two, cancel direct debits for things you don't use like immediately, like today. If you find that all your direct debits are for things that you're actually using, great. You're doing better than a lot of people. Three, sign up to a service like lookaftermybills.com to save on electricity and gas without the hassle of figuring out where you need to go next for the best deal. Four, remember that reducing expenses is only one side of the equation when it comes to building your net worth. You can also work on increasing your income. And as we've just talked about, lots of people actually have a lot of free time, well, five to six hours of free time every day that they can use to apply themselves in such a way that they increase their income and hence the gap between outgo and income. I hope you enjoyed this and thank you very much to Rena for asking it. Enjoy. Thank you for listening. If you want to ask me a question, read my blogs, or support this show in any way, please type the moneyspot.co.uk into your address bar and you'll be redirected to my website. I also now have a few products for you on there. My property course is currently the best rated UK property course on Udemy for people who are starting out and you'll love my notes to debt freedom, as well as the pamphlet on avoiding the motherhood poverty trap. Last, but certainly not least, if you're enjoying listening to my podcast, I'll be very grateful for your five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If I don't yet deserve your five-star, please let me know how I can earn it. Enjoy. Enjoy.